0: Hello and welcome to episode 3 of Housekeeping with Elk and Meerkat. I'm Meerkat.
1: And I'm Elk.
0: And we are talking about Occam's Razor today. So, one thing I want to point out right off the bat, I love Occam's Razor Theory. Um, I think it applies to a lot of things in life, not just medicine. But they, and a lot of people, but in this show they talk about it as... Um, one is simpler than two, which, yes, it is, um, and it does get used like that a lot, and that's not, like, wrong, but really, originally, what Occam's Razor is about is not making a lot of assumptions, which is what House does constantly.
1: <laughs> so, the, the, uh, term for this episode has, like, a double meaning.
0: It's kind of, it's just kind of funny to me, yeah. Interesting. So, anyways, uh... Let's just get straight into it.
1: Yeah. Um, the description for this episode was, A college boy whose low blood pressure does not respond with IV fluids Peaks house's curiosity. It's a very, very basic description there.
0: I mean, they're not wrong. Yeah, that's true. That does happen.
1: That's pretty much what happens, yeah. Okay. Uh, let's get into the... Uh, hey, I know that guy. Portion of the episode. Um, guest starring this episode is... Kevin Zegers, 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 Zegers. Zegers? Does he. Something with a Z. Something with uh, a Z. As Brandon Merrill, the primary patient. Um, I first saw him. I he's kind of a Zac Ef- Efron knockoff, a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. I mean, if Z- I do see that. But... If Zac Efron didn't get famous, I don't know. Okay. Okay. Sure. <laughs> we'll go with that. Um. You may recognize him as Damien Dalgard on Gossip Girl. Uh, he has a role as Mel on Fear the Walking Dead. And he was on the Dawn of the Dead movie as Terry.
0: I've never seen any of those things. Are you sure you haven't seen Dawn of the I'm, Dead? Really? I haven't paid attention if I have. I was cleaning <laughs> or something.
1: Zombie movies aren't really your thing. No. Um, okay, next we have uh, Alexis Thorpe as Mindy. Um, She's been on a lot of shows. Uh, The only one I could find that she's been consistently on was... She was Cassie Brady on Days of Our Lives. Nope. That's not a show I've watched.
0: I have, actually. My (laughs) mom watched it, so...
1: Of course. Uh, Faith Prince as Becky Merrill, uh, Brandon's mom. She's an absolute Becky. Uh, She plays Gloria on the show Melissa and Joey. Um, Then we have... Lauren Cohn, not Lauren Cohen, but Lauren Cohn. Lauren Cohen is someone else. She's on The Walking Dead and a lot of things. Uh, but that's not we're talking That's not about. who we're talking about. Um, as Jodie Matthews, uh, she's the clinic patient, one of the ones that oh, we'll mention. Yeah, yeah. Um, she plays Marsha Rosenblatt on The Bay, which is a movie we watched. That's a horror movie mm-hmm. with, like, bugs or something. And then she is uh, Amy on Legally Blonde 2. Yep. Uh, Then we have Jason Stewart as Adam Brown. He is another clinic patient um, who comes in with a sore throat. Uh, He plays Joseph Randall on The Birth of a Nation. That is not the same as the really, really old movie Birth of a Nation. This one's different.
0: They can come up with a different name.
1: I I don't know if it's a play on words. The original one was like super duper racist. And the newer one was not very not that great that's so well that's, we improved. maybe we're reclaiming the the name there mm-hmm. uh and then we have john kelly as robert merrill who's brandon's father um he's been on a lot of tv shows uh he plays aaron mcintyre on chicago pd i've never watched it um a good one though is he was on an episode of the office woot big um, office fans here yep he is basically just an extra uh the episode Dwight's speech, um, Whenever Dwight goes to give his expect er, his, uh, expectance, his uh, acceptance speech, um, and he's just kind of sitting there freaking out a little bit, and Michael gets up and, and starts doing his opening acts, mm-hmm. I guess, for him, um, while Michael starts doing his robot noises, uh, does a shot of Dwight in the crowd, and if you look just to the left of him, it's uh, a guy in the row behind him. Um, that's John Kelly. I did a lot of searching to find that one because it's not a major role at all. Um,
0: they used a lot of um, dummies for that. I mean, they did use a lot of extras as well, but there was a lot of just um, like mannequins
1: and stuff. For Dwight's speech? Yeah. I remember there was one last week. We I don't think we mentioned, or maybe we might have. Uh, oh. During the lacrosse game. Yeah, and spot house, a bunch yeah. of uh, mannequins and stuff in the, yeah. in the uh, audience for that. that. That was pretty funny to spot that. Um, we have Joshua Wolf Coleman as the pharmacist. Um, he's one of the, uh, horse racers on the movie Hidalgo. I I don't think he's one of the main ones. He's just one of the ones that shows up. Yeah. And then, uh, we have Beth Hall as Shelly Lever. Um, I, I couldn't figure out who Shelly was in this one. I don't think she was a clinic patient because he had two... Clinic patients that were men, and then one female. Don't,
0: that's not that's not what I research for these things. <laughs> yeah,
1: um, but she plays Wendy on the show Mom, and she was uh, Carolyn or Caroline. I, I'm gonna go with Caroline on the show Mad Men. Uh, I huh. guess she had a bigger role on that one. But that's all of our guest stars for this week. So let's get into the story. Well, okay. All right. I, uh, got a, I got a lot
0: to say. I got three. <laughs> I actually only have three pages of notes this week, so.
1: I've got a lot, but I went into a lot of detail with uh, Great. with my plot points, so I'll try to get through them quickly. <laughs> so we open on Brandon and Mindy in his apartment. Um, he's just getting done calling in to work with and a cough and a fever, and he gets off the phone, and she's kind of like, oh, you're calling in, you know, just so you can spend the day with me, and he's like, yes, but I really am sick. Um, he's got a scratchy throat and a rash as well, uh, but he seems to generally just like not be feeling well he's okay but he's not really feeling well um so he and mindy start uh having sex which gets a little rough and okay uh, further (laughs) they fucking first of all it's not
0: but also it's not
1: (laughs) it's not even that rough
0: it's fine we don't need to go into this it's
1: not bdsm level (laughs) sex they're just going at it i don't know why she
0: thinks It's good. It's fine.
1: Never mind. Because she's a vanilla white girl. You know, he's not gonna say he's into rough play and just. It's fine to be vanilla, also. But yeah, that's fine too. But she thinks for that she was a little rough on him or whatever. But um, they copulate and uh, he suddenly kind of passes out on her, and she's like, "Oh, I did a good job," (laughs) and then realize he's completely unresponsive. So she.
0: A la Gerald's Game. A
1: very concerned. It was It was a lot like Gerald's Game. Um,
0: it's exactly, without the getting
1: what it, kicked in the chest or any of well, that yeah. stuff. That's just what course. it made me think of. Yeah. Um, and she seems a lot more concerned than uh, uh, yeah. the wife on Gerald's Game. For good reason. <laughs> she she, she actually wanted to be there, Maybe yeah. he did. Uh, okay, so he goes to the hospital and is admitted. And while he's there, he also starts presenting with uh, severe abdominal pain. Um, so Wilson tries to get uh, House's attention to take the case by saying that uh, this kid's blood pressure isn't responding to IV fluids. So House decides to take on the case. Um, he says, oh yeah, it's because it's so interesting. Oh, it's so weird that his IV fluids aren't responding. But it really seems to be because he's trying to get out of clinic duty, as established last time. Yep. Um, so do you have anything about that?
0: Um. Yeah, I have a couple notes. Okay. So... I was going to just list, because symptoms are a big part of this episode, as we'll get into, um, he has a lot of them, and mm-hmm. stuff doesn't fit, so, our original symptoms that he is starting with are cough, abdominal pain, nausea, fever, low blood pressure, sore throat, and a rash, um, and then later we're going to see some kidney failure, hair loss, um, hair loss, There was supposed to be a period, after that. I, well,
1: well, his white blood cell count takes a dive, too, so it's yeah, kind of there. Yeah, that's kind
0: of a Yeah. Anyways. Um, but I did just want to mention, like, the blood pressure, IV fluid thing. So normally, if you have low pe- blah, 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 blood pressure... Um,
1: blood pressure,
0: You can introduce fluids that increase your blood volume, mm-hmm. and that's going to up your blood IV pressure. pressure. Okay. Right. So that's why, you know, that works... times out of 10. It's not necessarily treating the reason you have low blood. Why can't I say that?
1: Brood pleasure. Low
0: blood. (laughs) I'm just going to say BP.
1: Yeah, let's go with BP. Um,
0: So it is weird that he wouldn't be responding to that.
1: It's like even if you were pumping it, you're not necessarily in that case. You're not fixing the problem. you're not fixing the problem and you're not even necessarily treating... The symptom, but that is something that you would typically see. Yeah,
0: it, it will up your BP.
1: And that, I assume... Because it's be just more stuff flowing. Almost any any case, for any reason, if you are yeah. getting IV fluids, you yeah. would see a raise in blood pressure. Yes. Okay.
0: It shouldn't be enough to, like, make it way too high or anything. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, if it's low, it'll, it'll raise
1: it. I'm just going to keep calling it blood pleasure because we were talking <sighs> about rough sex earlier, so...
0: <sighs>
1: he should have more blood pleasure. Oops, that's my kink. <laughs> Okay, so we get into the room with uh, the other doctors, and they start doing their differential diagnosis. Um, So Chase suggests a Yersinia infection, but Foreman, right off the bat, says, oh, well, you wouldn't have a rash or cough with that, so they dismiss it. Um, Foreman then says, oh, it could be arthritis with vasculitis, but Cameron says, okay, well, that wouldn't cause blood pressure. I did it. (laughs) slow. I almost didn't. Blood pressure problems. Um, Cameron says an allergy, but Chase says, oh, well, his dom- abdominal pain wouldn't make sense for an allergy. So they just keep going in circles and circles and they can't find anything that accounts for all of the symptoms. So House, right off the bat, just suggests treating for sepsis with broad spectrum antibiotics and he orders a court stem test and echocardiogram. What? <laughs>
0: Okay, um, I want to point out something that's wrong with this episode. Not medically, just um, like a continuity error. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have seven symptoms to start off with, like I mentioned earlier. And he has them all written on the board. And I don't remember if it... I think it starts, like, in this scene. He starts circling them with different colors. Or maybe that happens later. But he's trying to circle them and, like, figure out, oh, this... You know, if we put just these three together, it could be this. If we put these four together. Yeah. um, Throughout the episode, they change... <laughs> like constantly.
1: Like the, the circles yeah. on the board? Yeah. Makes me wonder if he's secretly going back in there and circling them more times or something odd. They don't, it's... they don't show it, whatever it is. Yeah. It's
0: not, I don't think it's on purpose. Anyways. Um, so I was just going to kind of tell you what sepsis is. So that's when your body is fighting an infection. Um, if stuff gets really out of whack, like your body is fighting it and producing way too much stuff, you can end up triggering. Crazy inflammation in your body and end up going seps- sepsis. sepsis. Um, symptoms would be fever, difficulty breathing, low BP, fast heart rate, confusion. Um, so about those tests, the they call it a court stim test. Court
1: stim test, yeah.
0: Okay, um, so it's a what is that? That's broccoli. Where is she? I don't know. I felt something under my chair. Broccoli. Hey, buddy. <laughs>
1: one of our cats she's usually quiet
0: yeah we we kick all the other ones out but she's normally fine um okay so it's a cortisone stimulation test um it measures the ability of the adrenal cortex to respond to acth by producing cortisol appropriately um acth is a hormone that your pituitary gland makes Uh and it stimulates your adrenal gland so it's just a test that's kind of like yo, that adrenal gland working.
1: And they do mention that. I remember whenever they start, like, doing the test on him, they they say they're looking at his pituitary mm-hmm. adrenal glands. Yeah, so. so that's
0: what that one's for. And then echocardiogram, um, it's an ultrasound, and it takes, essentially takes pictures of the heart, or, like, video, depending on how you do it, of course. Um, And it's looking at your valves and chambers in your heart, and it's just kind of looking at the heart's movement and how it's beating and you know, how quickly and how, um, how big, (laughs) (laughs) like if it's filling completely, you know, stuff like that. So those are those tests. Okay. Hi, Brecky. You you coming up here? You're really interested this week.
1: Yeah. That's, she's curious. Maybe, uh, maybe she wants to learn something. Maybe she's here because of the rough sex thing. I don't know.
0: (laughs) That does seem like her (laughs) wheelhouse.
1: Um, and yeah, with, with, uh, with sepsis, like, from us doing our medical coding stuff and all of that, there's, like, different levels of that, mm-hmm. I guess. Septic I, shock. I want to and... say
0: there's four. Yeah. I could be wrong.
1: I've, I know sepsis, severe sepsis, and septic shock, those are all, I guess, uh, something that you... That it's not necessarily just a spectrum. Like, when you get to this point showing these things, it becomes this kind yeah. of thing.
0: It can also affect, um, like, different organs. It doesn't have to be full body sepsis, just mm-hmm. right off the bat or anything.
1: Okay. Well, uh, next scene we see House showing up late to uh, clinic, and when he's there, he goes into the waiting room with all the patients and uh, loudly announces that he doesn't want to be there, pretty much. Um, Same bro. He big would mood. Rather, rather literally anyone else be doing this, that he doesn't want anyone there, that he is currently on Vicodin, um, so he might just be high as balls. They can't be sure... Um, but again, he's just trying to get out of clinic duty. So he goes into a room and Cuddy sends someone in there with him who is less than thrilled to be.
0: It actually by house. works out. Yeah, really great for her.
1: For her in this case, yeah. because of why she's there. Um, she goes in and says that her mucus was uh, yellow last week. Not, last <laughs> week, it is not anymore. Um, she gives him a little card from, I guess, like, Home Depot yeah, or something. Yeah, it's like a paint chip. Yeah, pale goldenrod <laughs> is the specific color she matched it to. And he's like, well, this is odd. Why did you come in if it's not this way anymore? So he guesses that she is attempting to make the most of her insurance because she's about to get fired. And she tries to deny it and say, oh, no, maybe I'm just going to quit. And he's like, no, if, if you were going to quit, you probably would have come in earlier. You wouldn't have waited this long you would have come in when you were actually sick. So I think you're about to get fired. And he's just trying to call her out. And she says um, she just doesn't like being told what to do. And so he, to help her out, uh, ends up saying, okay, cool, well, in that case, I can get you in
0: next week for a full body scan. Which I feel like this is just a great example of him kind of connecting with her. I'm not being told what to do, but also him hating the system and insurance. Yeah,
1: all of that. So he's like... No, fuck it I'll, I'll, I'll give you the work, i'll give you a full workup as long yeah. as you still have this going for you so um we shoot over to chase after he's checked on brandon and mindy tells him that she thinks she might have done this to brandon during their uh quote-unquote rough sex um chase is clearly uncomfortable with this information uh, he doesn't seem to like talking about sex especially with uh females um So tell us a little bit about rough sex. Uh, What kind of notes do you have there?
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know, I almost did, like, a deep dive on ways sex could kill you. And then I was like, there's a whole show about it now. There's a whole show called Sex Sent Me to the ER. Yeah. So, you know what, if you want to get into that yourself, like, go research it. That show is, I can't even watch it, it's obnoxious. But, like, there is, uh, Cameron talks about it a little bit. I don't know if you're going to go into that. But, listen, sex is... Your body goes through some shit, but I have no notes on it.
1: <laughs> I didn't take specific notes either, but I will <laughs> get into that that scene about bit What later. Cameron talks about, cool. Okay, so at this point... Oops. Hey,
0: uh, content warning, we're going to talk about sex a lot this episode. Yeah, yeah,
1: uh, probably not too many uh, detailed specifics, but we will talk about it a lot. We already have, so we sorry have. for...
0: That's a little late.
1: Whoops. Um, so Foreman thinks it might be viral. He goes with viral heart infection. Um, while he's looking at this and they're kind of testing around, we'll get there. Um, they discuss the rough sex theory about okay, well, what's going on here. Um, Cameron asks Chase if he got any specifics about it because those specifics may actually be important, you know, depending on what they did, it might actually be relevant um, to it, and the fact that like sex can be dangerous and all that. So he sort of jokingly asks her if she's ever killed someone, a.k.a. do you have rough sex?
0: I think he says, have you ever taken a life? (laughs) Yeah,
1: have you ever taken a life? He's trying to make her uncomfortable, clearly, and she just shrugs it off. She's like, okay, whatever. Um, When suddenly Foreman says they need to stop the antibiotics because his BP, I'm not going to try to say it, has dropped even more. (laughs) He now has fluid in his lungs and his creatinine is rising. Uh, and his kidneys are shutting down, so lots of stuff happening at once. hmm Uh, any notes there don't we move on?
0: Um, I mean, I do have some. I think I'm going to talk about them all later, though. Okay. So,
1: yeah. Moving on. Um, so Foreman continues to think it's gotta be a viral infection, but they checked for it. They didn't find anything. Um.
0: Oh, did you want me to, um... I have a couple notes on the cardiac infection thing.
1: Yeah, so at this point, Sorry, Carmen, I forgot about that. Or I guess it was Cameron. Foreman suggests infection, but Cameron specifically says viral heart infection. Did you so... just
0: ship Cameron and Foreman? Because you said Carmen.
1: Carmen. Cartman. <laughs> Eric <Okay>. Cartman. <laughs>
0: Um, His name's
1: Eric Foreman, right?
0: Yeah, like from that 70s show. Okay. Yeah.
1: So we'll go with Eric Cardman. There we
0: go. <laughs> <laughs> um, Cardiac infection, just... I know he's not, like, trying to get into specifics. It just kind of bothered me because there's different types of cardiac infections, and they all have different symptoms. Yeah,
1: but... infection is such a, a broad term.
0: Well, like... and he's just like, oh, it's this. And I'm like, well, that's not really... I mean, it is a diagnosis, but some general symptoms um, that you find in multiple different types would be shortness of breath, fatigue, fainting, chest pain, fever, swelling, aching. Does not like, really... He's. He's got a fear.
1: Yeah. And he's, I mean, he did pass out, but they didn't really find out a reason why. And he hasn't continued to pass out. It was just yeah. that one time. So. so,
0: which I assume, and I could be wrong, they don't mention it, but I assume he passed out because of his low blood pressure. Yeah. So, yeah, I would they, so. they don't say that. But anyways, it's, I don't like that, uh, that diagnosis. Go on. <laughs>
1: um, House is generally impressed with the guests, but he... Again, points out, okay, cool, but it still doesn't explain every symptom. Um, And Foreman suggests, okay, well, some of these symptoms may not be actually important. Like, you can get a scratchy throat from almost anything, and you can get a cough from so many things. So maybe these things aren't important. Um, So House goes straight into, uh, he might actually have two conditions at the same time. There might be two things going on, but Foreman... Um, suggest his Occam's razor theory that the simplest answer is uh, usually the right one, so it's unlikely that Brandon contracted two things at once. Um, but House goes ahead with his guess that it was probably two things, and suggests uh, he's got a sinus infection and hypothyroidism. So he starts him on unison and intravenous levi- le- excuse me, levothyroxine.
0: Mm-hmm. So... The first one is for the sinus infection. Yeah, um, it's just
1: general treatment for yeah. sinus infections. Which,
0: a sinus infection is just where your sinus passages are inflamed and may be infected. Um, they aren't always infected. Like, it can still be called that if they're not infected. Um, And it gives you, you know, headaches and pain in, like, your face in those regions, a runny nose, congestion, um, possibly a cough. Yeah, like, if it's... Making you drain like it's draining down your throat, and then you cough. um Hypothyroidism is a underactive thyroid gland, as compared to hyper, which would be overactive. Hyper um, okay. Symptoms are fatigue, cold sensitivity, constipation, dry skin, weight gain. Which like we're not seeing any of that, so we'll
1: still not guess.
0: Weird. Um. So, thyroid hormones, which is the levothyroxine. Um, normally you don't do thyroid hormones through an IV. That's just not a thing. You do it orally and also you have to do it in graduating doses because if, like, your thyroid needs time to get used to that and if you just, like, give them a shit ton all at once, you can actually go into hyper, like, Mm -hmm. You can go too far. You can overcorrect, essentially. Um, So I did a little bit of research on the the levothyroxine, and you can use it intravenously. um, Intravenously. When a rapid onset of effect is critical. That's their verbiage for it.
1: We're going, like, full-blown zero like zero thyroid activity we need this yeah now or they're gonna die in the next five Which minutes kind of thing
0: it doesn't seem to be what's going on here so yeah. like it's very strange that i don't know if you know it's a little more dramatic to oh start them on an the iv of this instead of like okay well we're gonna start you on this dose of this and we're gonna bump it up a little every day so i don't know if that's why they did it that way or what but that's not normal to get to get thyroid hormones that way
1: that's unfortunate um so at this point brandon's parents arrive and they're like oh my sweet child my my baby um and mindy is there you keep
0: doing that kind of stuff when i take a drink of coffee (laughs) you're gonna make me spit it out
1: (laughs) trying to get you um they don't seem thrilled when they see mindy there and they are even less thrilled when brandon says hey i was gonna bring her home for christmas we're engaged so that's revealed which again why do i have to say this Parents, your kid is dying in a hospital bed. Could you hold off on the whole, ooh, I don't approve thing until maybe after their life isn't at stake? Yeah. Like, why do we got to do this every time? I
0: mean, I assume they haven't met her at all because he's like, I was going to bring her home for Christmas. So, like, maybe they're just kind of like, oh, wait, how long have you been together? We don't know. But still, your kid's dying.
1: It's, I mean, I'm assuming they they didn't want to hear about the rough sex I'm going to bring that up as many times as I can. I'm going to use that term. Rough sex. Um, So uh, Foreman, at the time, is still skeptical about the whole it's two things happening at once. So he decides to keep testing for viral infections, which I guess if he thinks it's a viral heart infection, this is him going to the lab to figure out what kind it is. Which one, yeah. Um, And they do bring that up because he looks at Chase and Cameron and is like, if you're absolutely certain that house is right, then don't come with me and they end up going with them. So, uh, at this point they're like, yeah, you know, we're gonna, I guess we'll go ahead and try it. We, we want to get all of our bases covered. Um, so while they're testing they're they say they're testing like f- thousands of different viruses to figure out which one it could be. Um, and not not being important, so I'm not going to go into that. Yep. But during this, they have a conversation. Chase says Cameron <laughs> is quote unquote weird, um, which Foreman takes to mean that he's attracted to her and tells her, "Hey, man, you don't want to do that. It's a bad idea." Um, Chase says she is objectively hot or whatever, but he's just not interested. He's he's attracted to her, but he's not interested. But he's not very convincing.
0: How could you work with a woman like that that's that smart and not just be like yeah.
1: I mean she's she's a full package, so she really is. I I love think her. he's he's just trying to uh, deny it. But um
0: Which I mean, don't get me wrong, Chase is pretty great too. Yeah. So I ship it.
1: I mean he he's Australian, mate. I don't know. <laughs> I'm Please trying to do, do my that. best no, Kevin doing don't. Australian accent. No, thank you. Oh, Keep going. Oh. Um okay, so house is in the clinic and he sees a patient with a sore throat wow yep very <laughs> wow sore throat so to annoy Cuddy, he calls her in for a consult and she looks and says wow he's got a sore throat broccoli juice hit your head on my mic <laughs>
0: <laughs> she's on one today
1: man she's just on a tear right now um but uh you know she she takes it in stride she's like okay whatever um We move back to Foreman, who tells Cameron uh, that Chase isn't interested in her, uh, which he hears or whatever, but um, at the same time, though he's not interested, he literally can only think of sex when he looks at her. That's what Foreman assumes about Chase, um, which gives her the power. But again, she's just like, what is it with these freaking boys here doing this? Why, Why is this important to you right now? So she just kind of dismisses it. She just seems generally not interested in the conversation. I can't uh, wait to get to that. <laughs> we will get I to it very how soon.
0: she fucks with him and cracks me
1: up. It's great. Um, so Foreman finds out that uh, the problems with his kidneys them shutting down is due to acute interstitial nephritis, which is...
0: Um, it's a lesion to the kidney. It's a, a kidney injury. Okay. Okay.
1: Um, which proves that House was right. It appears that it is not a viral problem. Um, So Foreman leaves kind of angry because House just has to tell him, oh, you know, I was right. Why do you question me? Blah, blah, blah. And Wilson asks him, you know, you could probably get them to like you a little more if you were a little bit nicer. And House pretty much says that, listen, if I'm nice, they go home. I'm not nice. I mean... Uh, I'm arrogant and that makes Foreman want to prove me wrong, which keeps him here working. Which He's is, not wrong. He's not wrong. He knows how Foreman thinks and works and he apparently has been writing him because Foreman works best trying to prove House wrong. Um, so, uh, House ends up seeing yet another clinic patient. Damn, we're at three. You see so many this episode. See, that's
0: what I think that first one was the girl that you were like I don't know who this is.
1: No, I, that was the... Um, what that was, was the other one? Yeah, that was uh, Lauren Cohn. Oh, okay. i still trying to remember who Shelly Lever is. I don't know. I, I might have to look that up and hmm. mention it next time. Um, so... Let me, uh, Sorry. I so, know yeah, it's here. Uh, he sees yet another uh, clinic patient um, who has a sore leg after she just ran six miles. Uh, and so... He, Again, these people showing up like, oh, what's going on? I don't know. Um, He calls Cuddy in for a consult yet again um, while she's out golfing or something like that. Um, She ends up sending Wilson instead uh, to help him out, which doesn't really go anywhere. But um, Foreman pops in while this is going on to say Brandon was negative for hypothyroidism after they uh, did a TSH, T3, and T4 test. Yeah, those Um, are just
0: thyroid hormones. Okay, so, so they they're were they were just him. testing him to see if they were low, yeah.
1: Okay, so um, if it is indeed a viral infection, like he thinks it is, it either means that he is going to die, or his immune system will just fight off the problem, and his mind is just literally an either or. Either he's gonna get through it or he's not. Um, he still, at this point, doesn't believe that it's two problems, and that even though the patient has been getting better after they started treating him, doesn't mean that House's guess is right. They may, again, as we've seen previously, they're treating his symptoms, but it doesn't necessarily treat the underlying cause of said symptoms. So um, he's worried that House's treatment of the patient could actually kill him uh, if Foreman is right. I guess the the treatments that they're giving him could cause a viral infection to Uh, jump up substantially and you know they're giving him antibiotics at this point so if it is a viral infection and they're killing helpful antibiotics then that could just send the viral infection into a tailspin i guess is that how that works i think that's how that works sure I'm gonna go with that. That's, that's my fine. that's my understanding, my very basic understanding, because I'm not a medical professional and nothing oh, I we to say, say during that. this should be taken as medical advice. Sorry, I'm gonna get it
0: in here somewhere. Sorry, I forgot.
1: <laughs> um,
0: don't listen to us.
1: But yeah, like you, you don't want to take antibiotics for a viral problem because that can aggravate the viral problem. Because the good antibodies or antibi- the good biotics in your body can uh, stop helping you fight it. Or something like that. I don't know.
0: It's (laughs) fine. Just keep going. It's fine. I'm
1: really guessing here. Um, House decides he wants to make a bet on it. uh, But this time Foreman doesn't take the bet. Uh, It seems that he doesn't mind betting on something that doesn't have to do with a patient's treatment. But um, he's not going to bet on a patient's life because that could affect, in his mind, how they approach the patient.
0: Also, that's just some bad juju. Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. You're you're really testing karma right there. Um, So here is the scene that you love the most. Yes. Um, Let's
0: go, my girl.
1: So Cameron and Chase sort of talk about the rough sex theory, Um, and Chase is like, "Oh, I didn't, you know, I didn't want to make you uncomfortable." And Cameron's like, "No, it's fine. I just sex worries me because of." And then she lists off all of the physiological changes your body goes through during sex, uh, your heart skyrockets or your heart rate skyrockets and your blood pressure increases. And all of these things happen. All of these just things that in any other case would be very concerning for a person, you know, just sitting there and the fact that if God hadn't made it unbelievably fun, I think is the, the mm-hmm. word she uses or the phrase she uses that, Mankind would have died out a long time ago. And she gets very specific about it. And, and she
0: gets very, like... She's really close to him and, like... Like,
1: not blinking, staring of directly breath. into like, his eyes. she's
0: just... She's going for it. And
1: Chase looks so uncomfortable. And I think this is kind of showing that even though beforehand she was sort of dismissive of it, she recognizes, you know what? I'm gonna... I am gonna take and a little bit of power this. Yeah. in this situation and make him uncomfortable and it seems like just sort of a moment for her to finally be like, you know what? I'm not going to let the boys mess with me anymore. Yeah. I'm I'm going to push back a little bit and it works. <laughs> he doesn't seem to bother her about it anymore. That's nice. Um, she also mentions that it's so unfortunate that men can only orgasm once because women can orgasm for up to an hour. Uh, which again kind of makes me think of that, that sounds, office episode.
0: Sounds awful. I'll
1: yeah. be on. <laughs> yeah, that office episode where Phyllis uh, says she oh, had it for a God. year yes. and that she didn't get much done that year.
0: <laughs> oh boy. Uh, correct me. Uh, right. And she also, I love how that ends where Foreman walks in and she just goes, Oh hey, Foreman. Like stops the <laughs> conversation. Hey, Foreman. And stops. turns around and Chase is just left
1: speechless he can't like deer in the
0: headlights yeah because his brain is just like oh shit <laughs> which
1: further proof she was just screwing with him because she turns it off yes, immediately i love
0: it so much immediately
1: sorry dad uh, okay so um house asked them to check the the white blood count for brandon um which if he's fighting a virus it should be up because that's i guess how the body responds but it's actually plummeting to a point where they have to put brandon into a clean room because he could, according to them, die from any infection, including something as simple as a cold. Yes. Um, so they decide you, to... Oh,
0: Sorry, did you want me to talk about white blood cell count? I, yeah, I yeah, we'll have go into that. Okay, um, so this is also known as leukopenia. Um, leuk, leuko, means white, and then penia means a lack or a deficiency, so deficiency of white blood cell. Um, your normal range is... Depends on your source. Um, you're looking at 4,000 to 4,500, um, up to 11,000 per microliter of blood. Um, to be low, again, depends on your source. So people will either say being low is under 4,000 or under 3,500, depending on what they use as their original. So if you have um, 500 less... Essentially, per mm. microliter of blood, that's when they start saying, "Okay, it's low." So, you produce your white blood cells in your bone marrow, um, which we'll kind of get into a little bit later. Mm. Um, and you produce around hundred billion a day. That's a few. It is a few. So those go around in your body, and they they do their thing, and then they. We should find a way off. to capitalize on that. I, I <laughs> that is a that's, a thing. that's probably a thing. Um, and yeah, they fight disease in your body. So we'll get into the bone marrow thing
1: uh, right now. Oh, okay. Um, cool. so they decide to biopsy, uh, Brandon's bone marrow, um, which they are going to pull from his hip. Do they usually pull from the hip? Is that a thing? Um,
0: yeah. And I actually have my little horror corner
1: oh, I'll is get with this. Yeah. But yeah, they're looking for, again, a viral infection, um, fibrosis, basically anything that they can find that would point to why his, uh. White blood count is dropping, so uh, let's get into the horror corner.
0: So they are also looking a little bit at um when your white blood cell count is low, which as low as his is. Yeah, obviously he's probably not producing enough, but it could also, it could be you're not producing enough. But it also could just be like once they're out and in your blood, they're low, but you're still producing. They're just like dying off too fast. So, okay. Yeah.
1: So it's 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 going to be something like mm-hmm. that that they're looking for.
0: So. Let me give you a couple facts and then I'll, I'll do my little... <laughs> literally, my notes have this, and then fuck that. Um, okay, so there's a bone marrow biopsy, and there's also bone marrow aspiration. So the biopsy gets the solid matter, um, where they, so they go in with a hollow... Well, they're going to go in hollow either way, but they go in and literally, like, grab a tube of the solid part of the bone marrow... And Pull that out to so biopsy. Like if, you,
1: like if you stuck a straw into a drink and mm-hmm. put your finger on the yeah. top and you pull it out. But a solid. Okay. Yeah.
0: Um, the aspiration is for the liquid part because there's a liquid part of the bone marrow and yeah. it's solid. So um, you can do these together. It'd be two different, like not with the same needle, but yeah, okay. you, you can do it in the same incision, which you know, do it in an incision, then go in and you go through the bone into the bone marrow. It is, um, don't get me wrong, it's painful, but like. Um, they numb you and then like, it's more of just a pressure thing. I think I haven't had it done. So yeah, they do generally do it, um, in the hip. You can do it in the front or the back part of the hip. I think they do has more in the front.
1: He's laying on his stomach. So, okay. I so maybe it does more towards the back. back. Okay. Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> here's my fuck that. Mm. Depending on the situation, when they're doing it for aspiration only, Sometimes they do it in your breastbone.
1: Oof. So it just goes straight in the front. I
0: cannot think about that without wanting to set myself on fire and swan dive off the Empire State Building. I'm thinking,
1: because, like, you're
0: hip... You're awake.
1: Yeah, if they're going through the hip bone, I feel like they're not going through a ton of muscle, because it's mostly just, like, skin. Well, I mean, you wouldn't be if you're going through that,
0: too. But, okay, imagine laying there. You're fully awake. Maybe they give you a Xanax or something to maybe Ugh. and they have a big needle and they're just like plunging it into you i cannot Ugh. I, also,
1: and I, I would i wouldn't want to look like at least if they're going through the the back of your hip bone you don't have to stare at it but how do you different. avoid it when it's directly in front of you yeah, giant ass needle. it's just
0: different oh <laughs> yeah fuck that um, indeed also if it's a baby so we're talking like under a year old. Um, they do have some different methods for that as well, which is sad to think about. But obviously, sometimes that mm. is a thing. So yeah, um, yeah, they're taking. They don't really talk about it. They just say they're doing a biopsy, but I would assume that they do um, get the liquid and the the solid just to go ahead and everything.
1: Yeah. Okay, um, so at this point, um, House and Cuddy start arguing about his clinic duty, and Wilson. Says, you know, my Sorry. Wow. Um, a little bit of kissing ass uh, could help him out here, just a little bit. Um, at this point, like he's sitting there talking to Wilson at the hospital pharmacy counter, and uh, he gets his Vicodin, but as he walks away, he grabs the wrong bottle, um, which Wilson points out. And this gives House an idea. He thinks that the pharmacist may have given Brandon the wrong meds. Um, and he thinks that instead of giving him cough medicine, he gave him gout medicine or colchicine, mm-hmm. um, which we'll, we'll talk a lot about that. Yeah, a lot. Um, so his running theory here is that Brandon had a cough, just a regular old cough, you know, scratchy throat, whatever, just That's something not... minor.
0: We skipped something. Because he talks about he thinks he got colchicine from ecstasy. Oh, that's later. Is that later?
1: Yeah, because because of what happens with the pharmacy the first time they go.
0: Oh, that's right. Okay, sorry. (sighs) It was out of order in my notes, I guess. I'm really excited to talk about it because I have (laughs) have some interesting facts.
1: So his theory is Brandon had a cough, went to get some cough medicine. Pharmacist gave him the uh, gout medicine by accident, and um, that gave him all of these extra symptoms, but that's why he still has a cough, because he didn't get medicine for cough medicine, or for cough. (laughs) God, he didn't get medicine for cough medicine for the medication of coughing. Goose goes poison. Demon on Demon. <laughs> um, Super for my family. And uh, he says, you know, this hospitals screw up all the time or, or doctors screw up all the time and accidentally kill their patients. It's more rare in pharmacies, but it does happen. Um, so Cameron's like, well, that doesn't make sense because he's been under controlled meds since he got here. And obviously, we're not giving him gout medication, so why would his symptoms still be going on? Because um, so he got better, and then he got worse again. Yeah, he got better for a, a little while, and then started, that's when his uh, his kidneys started failing and all of this stuff. So, House goes and confronts the family to see if they've been slipping him his medicine when they weren't looking. Oh, which is so weird. Oh. Um, we People find out, lie. We find out that, damn it, Becky... The mom, it <laughs> Damn was the it, mom who done it, and she would have gotten it away with it, too. With a dead child. For those meddling doctors.
0: Well, okay. <laughs> we'll because no, he... Well, we'll talk about it.
1: Um, she had been slipping in the medicine, uh, but he's taken the last of it. Like, she gave him the rest of it, so they give uh, House the bottle that it was in, but it doesn't have any pills in it left. Um, left in it so they decide to go see the pharmacist to see what did you put in here so the pharmacist just insists that he didn't do anything wrong he's been doing this he knows what cough medicine looks like
0: chase is a dick
1: yeah absolutely um and he shows them the pills that he gave to i guess uh brandon at the time um and based on the mother's description of them Small, round, yellow. Well, Pillsy shows them are small, round, and yellow. So they're like, okay, well, he did give them the right meds. Mm-hmm. Um, while they're doing this, Mom uh, is nagging Nindy, Mindy. God, that's... <laughs> mom <laughs> nags Mindy. That is actually kind of hard to say several times. Mom nags Mindy. Ooh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's the M&M. m and m and m- 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 I'm demin. Demin, I'm, demin. Demin, I'm demin. Um, She's nagging Mindy because Mindy's worried about Brandon and worried that things won't necessarily get better. She's being
0: a downer. Yeah,
1: she's being such a downer. And Mom's like, oh, maybe, does does Brandon like that quality in you? Like,
0: Shove oh, it up God. your ass, Becky.
1: Damn it, Becky. You've been giving him medicine that you weren't supposed to. But Mindy makes a good point. She says, uh, assuming things don't always work out um, means that people uh, don't just do whatever they want. If if you don't think everything's gonna work out, then you'll be a little more cautious. And she specifically says, um, assuming things don't always work out keeps people in check and keeps them from doing th- anything they please, like giving medicine to another person.
0: Burm, 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 burm. Burm. I, I don't let her know horn. I don't
1: have a bear horn either so that's unfortunate but it's a pretty sick burn and it's a good thing the sun's in the hospital because they're going back there anyways <laughs> 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 Um, so house is like no this has to fit it literally it, it is exactly this it has to fit this doesn't make any sense Um, but what they found at the pharmacy doesn't add up so he's like okay well I guess we gotta keep looking for something else. So Wilson suggests it might be a blood problem like lymphoma, and he wants to do an exploratory laparotomy to check, but because of Brandon's current condition with him being in a clean room and all of that, they're like, okay, this surgery will probably kill him. So they do, they go ahead with it anyways. Like They, they start the process of doing, uh, leading up to the surgery. They're like, okay, we don't really have a choice. So they... Um, well, they're doing... Uh, well, they're they don't go out. ahead no. with the surgery. They don't they, actually do the surgery. They, they start the they process. They do the pre-op test. Yeah. yeah. Um, So when they're doing this test, I guess he's got like a, a catheter in there. They're looking at his heart and um, he experiences ectopy and crashes and they manage to fibrillate him and bring him back. But through this process, they're like, yeah, no, we can't do a surgery, especially if his body's going to react like this. There's nothing we can do, um, that way. So do you have anything on ectopy or is that just Um, a fun word? I was
0: going to talk about the heart catheter. So doing that process can take like three to six hours. It's a long thing. They make it seem like it's not, but, um, you just put in a little catheter. You normally go through, um, probably the arm or the leg. Um, and you're looking at the coronary blood vessels and looking for any blockages. Um, you can go through an artery or vein and, yeah, you're just looking you can uncheck die to try to find stuff. Um and yeah, he crashes because they irritate one of the walls and he's not. So it's like, strong. like he
1: runs into one run of mm-hmm. the walls while he's doing it.
0: Um also when I I saw this on a like on the House Wikipedia, I think. Somebody pointed out that if you look at the heart monitor, when he crashes, um the rhythm is not a shockable rhythm, but they shock him to bring him back.
1: And I think that's which I thought was interesting. That's such a an odd thing I know that there's so problems. many movies and TVs do with fibrillators. There's
0: always and there's always problems with um just like what they show on the heart monitors anyways. Yeah. Of like they'll be like oh he's you know AFib blah blah and you're like no he has a perfect rhythm like everything looks fine. Yeah. Or well, the other way around. And that's
1: something I'd certainly want to talk about like fibrillators aren't supposed to bring your heart
0: They're not magic. Back.
1: <laughs> They don't magically, because all a shock is going to do is pump your heart the one time. Aren't they, They're they usually it, used when you're in AFib, yeah, when your heart's you're, fucked up. You're
0: trying to just kind of reset it.
1: Yeah, you're just trying to get it back to a normal and, rhythm.
0: I mean, yeah, I, I think it can restart it, but like only if it's crashed in a certain way, kind yeah. of. I, I don't, I'm not I, an I expert on that for
1: sure. I don't even remember where I saw it, but I, I remember seeing somewhere that instead of just giving you the one shock, usually if they're trying to get your heart restarted, Honestly, doing it with your hands and pumping it at a normal rhythm mm-hmm. would be better better than just shocking it the whole time.
0: I mean, if we're talking like issues, um, they can actually crack your chest open and do it manually. By, they can do a by heart hand massage or yeah, something and yeah. pump your heart for you.
1: So, yeah, that's uh, you. Hopefully, you learned something there. Um, clinics, uh, clinic. There it is. House sees another fucking clinic patient. He has been so busy in the clinic this episode. Um,
0: I think it's just to show that he's trying to irritate Cuddy. Yeah,
1: honestly. he's trying to irritate Cuddy, and he, too, is being irritated. The whole they like making each other miserable because it's a game thing is just escalated in this episode. Um, the clinic patient has an MP3 player up his ass. Um, House. <laughs> that is, line. <laughs> yeah, House is doing his best not to laugh or make the... The patient feel bad or being judgmental but he he tells <laughs> the patient like you're not going to tell me anything that surprises me and he tells him and house just has this look on his face like i have to keep my cool here and he asks him like was it because of the shape or the size or the pounding baseline? Like It's just, it, it's an odd thing. And again, no no judgment, but it, it really is just an, an odd thing. There are other objects I, that would probably be better. I was just about
0: to say, no judgment, but if you are, for some you know, you want to try something new, like, there's things for that, maybe just don't probably shove random stuff off your ass. a lot cheaper less ass.
1: electric than that, too.
0: You can get stuff with a pounding baseline.
1: Yeah. Yeah, there are, there are items out there for probably a whole lot cheaper than a full-blown mp3 player <laughs> i mean God. i
0: also i'm picturing one of the um this is
1: like 2004 2005 yeah, i'm picturing you know like the a fucking like red
0: one yeah that's that's what i picture
1: yeah. like the
0: kind of capsule shaped one i'm not picturing like, a I'm, thinking like a,
1: I'm thinking like a full-blown gen 2 gen 3 ipod <laughs> with the like Little wheel on it and stuff like that. I'm like, Jesus, that would be <laughs> rough to get in there. I hope mm. it was smaller.
0: But also, like, I mean, I know he's joking, but like the pounding bassline thing, well, the MP3 player wouldn't, like, unless it had speakers. But that's different. Like, that'd have to be a yeah, speaker. Yeah, that'd be like a, a
1: Bluetooth that... player or something yeah. like that with a little speaker. Like, on the MP3 it. player itself wouldn't yeah, be. I think he's just Anyways. going for the joke. Anyways, <laughs> um, that doesn't really lead anywhere aside from to the fact that he leaves again and gets a consult He tells Cuddy. him to just wait, yeah. Yeah, again. Yeah. Um, this time I, I think up to this point he's really just been trying to piss Cuddy off. I, I get the feeling that this time he is trying to piss Cuddy off, but he's also trying to give her a laugh because she would probably laugh about this or well, think, wow, this is also, kind of interesting.
0: now he is kind of caught up in this other case and he's kind of like I'm trying to figure out this fucking problem i don't have time for this.
1: Yeah. So. Um, so, uh, as he's leaving, Cameron catches him and suggests that they temporarily double his GCSF meds, that's what she calls them, to increase his white blood cell count. Mm -hmm. Um, what is that?
0: Granulocyte, granulocyte colony stimulating factor, um, is GCSF. It's a growth factor drug. Um, it increases... Your numbers of blood cells. Um, I think I could be totally wrong. I think there's different types that work on different types of blood cells. So, like, if you want white blood cells to go up, you can do a certain one. Um, It's used a lot with chemotherapy and then also um, before and after stem cell transplant. So it just kind of helps boost your immune system by making you produce more white blood cells. So, like, when you have a bone marrow problem, if you're not producing enough or, um, like, with chemo, it just wipes everything out. So...
1: Thank you for telling me the uh, definition of that acronym, because I was going to go with, um, and I think I heard this, you just say this, granite countertop solid flooring. Is that right? Yes. Okay, cool. It's a drug. That's cool. Um, So she mentions the fact that during the initial um, pre-op that Brandon's fingers started to hurt and kind of go numb, and uh, House is like, oh, shit, okay, I, I... He's back to it. So this
0: fits my theory.
1: Yep, and so he just blasts directly into the clean room without, uh, de or sanitization or any of that stuff, um, and so many problems. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that. So he is back on his culture scene theory because he says back on this bullshit. Yeah, back on this (laughs) bullshit. Um, he says its effects due to how it works its effects occur in a very specific order, Mm -hmm. and it's the exact same order as Brandon's been going through the, um, you know, initially the blood pressure drop and then the the kidney drop, and then you start getting neuropathy, I guess, in your your fingers and toes. Um, It always goes in this order, and he says it interferes with uh, your heart contractions, which lower your blood pressure, which starts causing all these other problems, I guess, Um, and he thinks that Brandon may have taken the meds on accident, um, because Brandon says, oh, I did ecstasy twice with two of my friends. And so he's like, oh, well, it must've been cut with polchicine. Let's go ahead and order, um, fab, (laughs) this one's hard to say, fab fragments for treatment. And it seems to work. So let's talk about all that shit. Okay.
0: So I did a lot of research on, cutting ecstasy with colchicine so i'm definitely on some list now <laughs> it's not really a thing it's expensive and it's pretty hard to get um so it's not something that to make it cheap, you so. use in that way right yeah so but what i did find is so insane to me colchicine is sometimes used in marijuana cultivation to get more female plants and you soak the fucking seeds in a dilution of it I'm sorry. Colchicine is a poison. Like colchicine will fuck you up. Obviously, as they we're might like as well seeing have
1: been injecting him with nit what like nitrous I... fertilizer or like,
0: something. And I I did kind of like I personally read a bunch of papers on how how it affects a plant and like why it produces more female plants. But I I'm not gonna go into that. But like this is still a thing that happens. Is they will. Like because you use a dilution of it, so um, you don't have to get as much, so it's like not as expensive. But they literally just like soak the seeds in poison and then grow them, and like, uh, (sighs) I don't like it.
1: So it's like it's affecting the plant on a fucking genetic level Mm -hmm. if it's gonna produce a a female plant. Yeah, like it fucks
0: shit up. They're just like, hey, let me soak your weed in this poison. I have feelings about that. That's not okay. That is not an ethical practice.
1: This is what happens when you do a single marijuana. Marijuanas <laughs>
0: don't do a marijuana tablet, kids. Yes, but yeah, isn't that crazy?
1: That I. That's so. This odd. is a
0: known thing. I mean, there's tons of papers on it.
1: Well, I mean, if they use it for that, why would they want to treat him with it? Like, what? What Wait, else what? is going on with colchicine? Why
0: would they want
1: it? Like, why what? are they? Why would you treat gout with it?
0: Oh, because it works. Um, (laughs) It, um, you can't even take colchicine everywhere. I'm gonna, I have some, we'll get more into that. Okay, can we talk about this clean room bullshit? Yes. (sighs) Okay. So, he's in a clean room because his white blood cell count is fucking negative 500. It's trashed, yeah. Okay. He says, like, even a cold could kill you right now, which can be true depending on how low his stuff is. The fact that, so originally when they put him in the clean room, um, it it is because he could get sick so easily, but it is also to take out any environmental factors that could be making him worse, like so that it's are
1: like removing variables, and right? All that yeah.
0: Um, the fact that they now know what it is doesn't mean his white blood cell count just magically went back up. He can still die if he gets a cold. House has been seeing all these other patients all day and Literally stuff. Literally just
1: came from the freaking clinic. Like, yes. straight from the clinic to here.
0: Yes. And then just bust in this clean room without sanitizing. That's not, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> Like, it could still kill him. It doesn't, it's not just magically okay now because you're like, oh, it wasn't an environmental factor. Yeah. That's not okay. And that would never happen. I would fucking hope. That would never happen. And it's just the most, like... It irritates me so much because House is a smart person. Like obviously yeah. he would he would know it's that. It's
1: obvious they're doing this for a dramatic effect. Yes. Like, haha, I know what's wrong with you and it's it not this. Bothers me so much. It doesn't yeah, it doesn't change the factors that are still affecting him. Like yeah. oh, cool, you know what's wrong with them. But his white blood cell count is also still wrong yes. with him.
0: Yeah. You didn't like care no. mm-hmm. super bothers me.
1: There's also the side note. We were talking last week about the uh um Dietitian aid delivering food this episode we noticed yet another person with a food cart who's wearing the same color scrubs as a nurse
0: yeah as somebody who like has files in their hand is looking through patient files and stuff um and they're they have a food cart and they're delivering food so i don't know if this is just laziness on the show's part um or if for some reason their nurses
1: are delivering food
0: yeah and their nurses aids or whatever it is like Maybe they just don't all wear different scrubs. I mean, whatever. But yeah, I I did notice that. I thought that was interesting.
1: Hmm. So they, um, do you have anything on fab fragments?
0: You know, I did. Um, and then I took them out because, like, it's...
1: Does that have talk... to do with specifically because of the scene? I'm almost to the end of the episode, yeah, so... Yeah, talk
0: about something, and I'll I'll try to, like, kind of summarize. It's kind of just one of those things where it's like... If I go into it, I kind of have to go, like, really in-depth, but I'll try to, let me try to summarize it while you talk about things.
1: Okay. Um, so, you know, they treat him and it works and blah, blah, blah. So, House, um, again, like, he suggested the ecstasy thing or whatever, but in his mind, he's still like, but, like two times doing ecstasy two times would it really push him to this point so he starts digging through they also don't talk
0: about how long ago that was yeah which is a big thing with colchicine poisoning
1: um so he goes through the hospital pharmacy and he's like he really wants to prove that the pharmacist did indeed give him the wrong pills um and he's like oh colchicine comes in several different forms and, and pills you can do it orally or by injection or all of this, so I have a lot to look through. And while he's doing this, um, they end up giving uh, Brandon some cough medicine right before he goes home. Um, Which at this point, like, oh, we're all so happy. Mom, Becky hugs Mindy and everyone's cool now. But uh, they give him the cough medicine and he looks at it and he says, oh, there's a, this is different. It has, a, an it has L. A, an L, a red L on it. Or my, I think
0: he says it has a letter on it. Yeah, it has and a letter I on it. And for one didn't. my fax.
1: <laughs> and so um, House, while he's digging through, ends up finding a colgistine tablet that is small, round, and yellow. And then he holds up the uh, cough medicine, which is small, round, and yellow, and has a letter on it. So he's like, I was fucking right. That guy got it wrong because they look fairly the same. He just didn't bother to check the uh the letter on it so that's kind of the end of the episode of aha i I got it right i was right after all the pharmacist did fuck up so let's talk about all of that because there's a lot there Um, i'm sure
0: here's all i'm gonna say on fab fragments it's an antigen binding fragment um it's a region on the antibody that binds to the antigens um so so it's a binding fragment it is used as an antidote a lot. Um, there's d- tons of different types, but like the rattlesnake bite, like stuff mm-hmm. is that like venom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And uh, there's just so many different types, and there's so, I'm I'm just not gonna go into it, but yeah, that's, that's what those are. Okay. Okay. Let's, let's do all
1: your colchicine stuff. <sighs>
0: let's talk about some stuff. Let me. Um, I. Okay, I'm going to start here. I'm going to talk about some pharmacy error numbers. Because um, I think he actually says like 7,000 people die a year. Yeah, for Which is actually pretty message. accurate. Um, so for in the USA, about seven to 9,000 people die yearly due to medication error. This can be due to a number of things. Like, um, yes, it could just be a distracted pharmacy employee. It could also be a wrong descript- uh, prescription or a wrong dose, or transcription errors, and band ha- bad handwriting or abbreviations, things that would not necessarily be the be pharmacist's, the pharmacist's fault. fault. Yeah. Um. I also I was gonna mention, dead baby zero. Um. It's so we used it in nutrition. It, it's a it's a thing in a lot of things, but with nutrition. Um. So I was specifically going for neonatal dietitianing. Mm-hmm. So, dead baby zero. If you need a dose of something and you need 0. 0.25 milligrams, let's say. Um, you put 0. 0.25. Because what if the pharmacy or, you know, if it's an injection or, you know, whoever is looking at it doesn't see that period? Because and they it looks do, like a
1: smudge or They part do of the 25 two. milligrams that's, or milliliters or whatever.
0: When you're talking that's 100
1: about. 100 times the dose that you're yeah, supposed to. Yeah, when you're take. talking about
0: adults too, but especially when you're talking about infants, it can be very deadly, obviously. Yeah. So called a dead baby zero um you always put the zero there to help with that kind of thing because if you see 025 you're not gonna be like oh that's 25 yeah you're gonna yeah you're
1: gonna assume there's a there's yeah. a decimal there
0: or 2.5 or whatever yeah so um that's a thing so for colchicine specifically well first of all um all prescriptions and over-the-counter drugs in the u.s are required by the fda to have an imprint So if your pill doesn't have any imprint on it, it is a vitamin or like an herbal thing or an energy pill or something
1: that's not FDA approved or a
0: foreign drug, yeah. Yeah. If it is a FDA approved drug, it has an imprint on it. Whether this is like the dug in one, like an engraved one, or like a letter being on it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, like a edible ink or
0: something like that. Um so colchicine there's different types of course but if you're talking about these small round yellow pill like they are it has a v on one side and then two five seven seven on the other and those are um engraved okay um so interesting just thing about colchicine i said that it's pretty much a poison so a review of Um, The FDA's adverse event reporting system from 1983 to 2000, which is the most recent one I could find, indicated that IV administration of colgicine in amounts that exceeded the maximum recognized dose resulted in 20 deaths. 17 of these were during treatment for gout. So this is like, yes, it is the treatment for gout, but it's, it's not great. Like, essentially when they prescribe you this, they're like, Okay, take it until you start vomiting uncontrollably, and then stop, because like this isn't a long-term gap medication. This is when you're having
1: like a severe, like
0: an attack. Yeah, you go get this and you take it to tamper that attack. And you either take it, you know, it's like okay, take these two pills, and I don't, it'll be more than that. whatever. But like when you start amount, having, yeah. yeah, um, so also wanted to point out the round yellow pill with a letter on it if you zoom in it's an l yeah that's an aspirin it's an 81 milligram aspirin
1: why would they why would they prescribe why that would for it, a cough?
0: well like they wouldn't yeah but my thing is, why
1: why wouldn't you pick literally anything else i mean they've already used a pill without an imprint why not just use another pill it's without an imprint? it's fine
0: whatever um okay so let's talk about colchicine a little bit it comes from plants, so it comes from autumn crocus and glory lilies. Um, it is a mitotic dose <laughs> inhibitor. Are so poisonous Yes. Um, so it stops mitosis, it stops cell division. It has a fatality rate of 10% percent with toxicity. It is metabolized by your liver and then excreted by your kidneys. Um, the recommended dose for gout is five to 1.5 uh, 1.2 milligrams orally when your symptoms start. And then you take like a half a milligram every two hours until your pain is gone or nausea, vomiting, and diarrhea start. Yeah. Start. yeah. Um, so let's talk about symptoms. Early symptoms um, with this are nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, abdominal pain, and those are going to hit two to twelve hours after ingestion, which is why I said like the ecstasy thing is not—it's yeah, a fast-acting like thing.
1: Two weeks ago, it's yeah. not going to matter.
0: Um, vomiting and diarrhea. They do say he has nausea and the and, abdominal pain, Yeah. but vomiting and diarrhea are, you are going to have them.
1: There's no way around it. Yeah. And he, they definitely would have noted if he had those because yeah. those are significant symptoms. They don't bring that up.
0: And yeah, don't, those are gross symptoms. So like, it's not romanticizable. Um, Is that a, it's a word now. Um, But those are definitely some things that are missing here. Um, and then later symptoms would be seizures, dysrhythmia, hypotension, shock, renal and hepatic failure. Um, and in a small amount of cases, hair loss, which they do talk about, um, this happens during the antigen, which is the growth stage of the hair. Um, it's the same thing as with chemo, so that can happen in some cases, but it's not like a super common thing. Um, and these hit eight to 72 hours after ingestion, okay? So, like, if he kept taking it, um, so. I did have, I love plants, so I have some stuff about the plants in here. The, I think this was specifically about the uh, crocus. The seeds contain up to 0.8% colchicine, the stalk up to 0.6%, and the flowers 0.1%. So toxicity can result from ingestion of the dried plant material, or the not. Um, and then with the glory lily, these can and probably are cultivated in the U.S., um, but they're native to Africa and tropical Asia. But the tubers contain six milligrams of colchicine per ten grams of tuber. <laughs> Bitches be poisonous. That
1: is a lot. And so, if I have gout, I should just go eat a crocus. Well, or I'm a
0: super interested lily. in that because they use colchicine with marijuana plants to mm-hmm. make them female. So I'm wondering what these tubers do not only to the plants themselves, but um. I mean obviously the plants are adapted to that, but the soil around it and the other plants that are growing around it. Like if
1: you could it. literally just plant one next to a marijuana plant right. and have it. I think that's do really interesting.
0: Thing. Like have this symbiotic relationship. Um okay, so I think the last thing that I have really is treatment. So I figure you might have something to say on this. The fact that he didn't need treatment. <laughs> he yep. just
1: I have a, I have a whole thing. Okay, cool. So let me,
0: let me talk about um, the treatment for colchicine poisoning. So you can, um, if it's like right away, you could probably take some activated charcoal and bind it and get it out of your system a little bit faster. The charcoal is gonna um,
1: just kind of neutralize, dampen the effects a little bit.
0: Yeah. Um, Patients typically recover seven to ten days after ingestion. Symptoms, however, can last over a year. Oof. And you may need ventilator support, blood transfusions, um, colony stimulating factors, which is kind of going into those fad fragments. Mm. Um, like this is a bitch. Also, also, um, man, I don't remember what my friend and I were watching the other day, but they were saying something about like, oh, you know, the next day their blood marrow or bone marrow, like blood counts. Production wise, are back up to normal, and I'm like, no, that takes time to like get everything back up to normal. Yeah, your
1: body's got to adjust. To yeah. It. Yeah.
0: So yeah, I mean it's it's not an overnight thing. So that's why I mean these symptoms can last up to a year, especially also um, with the hair loss stuff. Like it can take months, just like with chemo after you stop it. Um well, it's one of because those it's things because it's during like if, the growth phase, and it yeah.
1: Yeah. If it if it destroys your roots, then. Or, you know, yeah, it starts coming out. Yeah, it messes with to, the follicles and stuff. You've yeah. got to regrow all that mm-hmm. stuff before you start growing your hair back.
0: Yeah. So this is, um, yeah, it's some shit. Like, he's he's going to have some problems. Kidney failure is no joke. Um, you know, maybe he, they don't say anything about him going on dialysis, but it's a possibility mm-hmm. of going on dialysis to help clear some of this stuff out pretty quick. Um, he's going to have the hair problems. He's probably going to... You know, maybe still have some blood pressure problems. His cough will clear up. Um, but the biggest thing in my mind is that his white blood cell count is... Trashed. It's going to be messed up for a while. And, yeah, there yeah. are there are meds that you can be put on for that, but they don't really talk about any of that. But So let's talk about the fact that, um, yeah, like, House kind of hurt him more than he helped him.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I mean briefly touching on the colchicine before we move on. I remember they, they, the way they explain it in the episode is that colchicine works by um, it stops mitosis, stopping mitosis mm-hmm. and it's essentially just a toxin in your blood and that the fab fragments clear it out or whatever and they make it sound so simple and Brandon seems fine it's time to go home but yet again they kind of oversimplify the fact that recovery can take time for this shit he's not gonna be going back to having rough sex anytime soon (laughs) i told you i'd get back to it i feel Um, like they
0: would probably want to do at least a couple dialysis treatments kind of clear some stuff out and and obviously just monitor he will need to be in a clean room for a little while even though house just absolutely
1: yeah i I mean they they literally in the episode pull him out of the clean room and his family comes in and sees him
0: yeah that's god i hate so much no they
1: they oversimplify (laughs) the Time frame, or the fact that he may have permanent problems, or, or whatever. I mean, if he had acute oh, interstitial nephritis, that means his kidney wasn't just shutting down; it was damaged. Yeah. So that's he could a need fucking problem.
0: Kidney transplant or bone marrow transplant, or at least blood transfusions. Like, there's there's some big things that might need yeah. to happen here.
1: Okay, so uh, we'll get into all that in a minute. Um, major developments for this one uh, for House. Um, he's continuing to battle, uh, Cuddy any way he can, um, and again, I I mentioned this earlier, but she says she likes it, because he makes her miserable, so she gets to make him miserable back, which is easy, because he's already miserable, and she's fine with it, because she believes she's gonna win, so at this point, we kind of see, like, Cuddy knows she's gonna get this shit from House, she, she knows it, um, but she doesn't necessarily mind it because she knows how to get him to do stuff. Um, we see sort of, again, that house isn't ethical in the strict strictest sense with his patients. I mean, we've already seen him just randomly given giving patients Vicodin or, um, giving one patient like friggin' placebo candy mm-hmm. or something like that. Like he's done this before. Um, but in this case, with uh, his very first clinic patient.
0: Um, I'm all for it. <laughs> yeah,
1: he really, he respects the hell out of her because her reasoning isn't just, oh, I don't like my job. It's, I don't like being told what to do. And House doesn't either. He can completely relate to that. Mm-hmm. So, again, with that and with the fact that he really hates billing his patients and insurance and all of that, he's like, fuck it. We're going to do everything that your insurance can pay for before you lose it. So yeah. he gets her the full body scan. Um
0: which I'm not sure what he means by that. Like
1: if I mean I like obviously he's just gonna do not, a full C T yeah. like I imagine it's it's maybe just like a full testing workup. We're gonna do yeah, every I, test in the book.
0: Yeah, I assume that would be blood work and like full a blood hormone panel and stuff too and yeah.
1: yeah allergy tests, all of that. Yeah. Um I thought it was interesting in this one. Um we see that when House goes to the hospital pharmacy, asks for thirty-six Vicodin, and says it's for him. The pharmacist says, "Well, you can't prescribe yourself medicine." And Wilson just very offhandedly, casually, is like, "Oh, um, yeah, it's fine."
0: Well, he, yeah, because he he says he's the prescribing physician. Yeah. And he says Wilson, and Wilson's like, "Yeah, okay."
1: Yeah, it's fine. So, so obviously,
0: he's not even trying to like he's used yeah, to this.
1: He's used to it. He seems to be okay with it right now uh, because we I guess in some stuff Yeah. Later, yeah. I think he's okay with it at this point because in his mind it just helps House do his job. Um, It hasn't become an issue yet that's preventing House from working or interacting with the people that he needs to interact with. So Wilson just kind of brushes it off. Which is, if we're talking about it, like I know Vicodin is an important medication, especially for people in perpetual pain, but the whole kind of recognizing that he pops them as much as he does and all of that being dismissive of it and saying oh well it's helpful like
0: but that's how people
1: that's how people get addicted speaking
0: from someone who had a drug problem like i you it's kind of like being a functioning alcoholic i was a functional pill popper in in houses too and no one i wasn't even taking as much as i was prescribed first of all so like The system in America is just so messed up. Anyways, um, I'd probably be dead if I had ever taken as much as that's prescribed. But, like, I mean, people knew about it, but they were like, well, it puts you in a better mood. (laughs) Yeah. You're you're happier when you're not in pain.
1: Yeah.
0: But I I was, I wouldn't say I was addicted because I I could go, you know, days without doing it type of thing, but I was addicted in the sense of it would put me in a, yeah, Yeah, it would put me in a better mood. It would numb the pain a little bit. And, but I could fully function on it. Yeah. So I, I think it's really interesting to see that from his also. I think House is definitely full blown addicted to it.
1: Yeah. But and it's funny he he says um whenever he's talking to the uh clinic patients at one point he's like I don't have a um pain management problem, I have a pain problem. Right. Um Which, just a <laughs> kind of lord I feel that. Yeah, to just kind of push it off like oh, it's it's the pills aren't a problem. I have to take them because I have a pain problem. Um And initially, it it seems like, again, Wilson isn't concerned because he doesn't necessarily care that House is doing these things. I wonder if he realizes how much he's taking. Yeah, as long as House is functional. And he even tells him, at this point, he's like, here you go, here's your pills, take one of these, wait five minutes, and then go kiss Cuddy's ass. So he's even kind of Encouraging encouraging it to make... I mean, maybe, again, it's his friend, but maybe he's doing it to make House easier to deal with. I was
0: just about to say, maybe he's doing it a little bit selfishly, because he yeah. has to deal with them.
1: All the time, and House is just in a better mood when he's not in pain.
0: When he's high, yeah. let's be honest.
1: Yeah, when he's high. So, Aren't we all? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, some
0: culture scene in my my painkillers.
1: Uh, we find out in this episode that, at least, at the very least, Cameron and Chase usually recognize House as being right. Um, Whenever they're talking about the viral infection and whether it's two problems or one. um,
0: They accept it very easily. Yeah,
1: very easily. Uh, Foreman is like, no, it just can't be. It literally, it cannot be two problems at the same time, which it kind of is, but not what they thought. Yeah. Um, But... Yeah, Foreman is very much like, I don't want to accept this. Whereas Chase and Cameron are like, oh, well, I mean... He's smart. House <laughs> is smart. House is usually right. And if he's not right, he's at least on the right track. So they seem to kind of trust him. But at the same time, again, having Foreman on the team, when he says, well, screw it. I'm I'm just going to keep looking. I'm going to keep testing. Um, they go with him. They don't just dismiss him. They're like, oh, well, we'll, we'll let him go do it. They actually go with him to start doing viral tests. So, at the very least, they recognize that while House is usually right, that doesn't necessarily preclude them doing their job. Right. So, they, they will still do stuff, even I feel if like... Foreman has to be the one to push them yeah. that direction. House
0: pushes Foreman, and Foreman pushes Cameron yeah. and Chase.
1: And it seems like, on the flip side of that, Foreman is very much shaping up to be the one who challenges House on his guesses the most, um, which amuses the shit out of House, but also makes him respect Foreman a lot. He, he recognizes that Foreman isn't just going to take something at face value. Foreman's going to push himself and keep looking and keep trying to find answers, and if nothing else, to be sure that they are right. Um, House doesn't necessarily, we've seen it, already before house doesn't necessarily do a lot of testing to figure out if he's right a lot of the time he just assumes he's right and goes straight into Which, treatment
0: occam's razor yeah
1: um whereas foreman's not willing to do that foreman is very much going to be like i can't make that assumption yeah. um
0: they make these tests for a reason let's yeah, use them
1: well we we might as well and even if we're going ahead with the treatment even if i can't stop that i'm going to be testing for something else to be sure we're doing the right thing here um,
0: I have a, I have a note that you might also have, um, we find out that house is also a nephrologist.
1: Oh yeah. I think I mentioned that in passing in the very beginning. Maybe he, he, he mentions it things, in the clinic. Yeah.
0: yeah. Infectious disease and nephrology, yeah. which is uh, kidneys. Kidney he specializes shock. in kidneys.
1: Um, and the last thing we kind of find out in this one is that, um, this is the beginning of it. Chase is attracted to Cameron, yep. but he doesn't want to admit it. Yep. And he feels very uncomfortable talking to, it seems like women in general Period. about sex. Like he doesn't seem to mind talking to Foreman about it, but when a woman enters the conversation. Yeah. Whether it's
0: Mindy or, or, uh, Cameron. or Cameron, which is all we've seen so far, but
1: yeah, he seems uncomfortable with it. Um,
0: which I think we will get into Chase's religious background.
1: next episode? Or I the think episode it's after next that? episode. Yeah.
0: Um, which I think probably has a lot to do with it.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. Um, Cameron recognizes that he is attracted <laughs> to her um, and that he's uncomfortable talking about it, and so she is not above messing around with his mind by doing what My she girl. does in the episode. So Same-sies. I like I like seeing that Cameron, who has been very much kind of a straight man and serious and, and all of that thus far, um, or straight woman, I guess, uh, she's willing to kind of jump in and be like, okay, you know, I'm not above sort of pranking someone a little bit or yeah, kinda, getting kinda under with their someone skin a little, little bit. bit. Um so yeah, closing thoughts as you mentioned before. Um, this episode is one of is the first that really sort of starts to explore what would happen if House just didn't treat a patient. I mean, up till this point, it's he House's could have killed him. yeah, it's it's House's um, treatments and all that that end up saving the patient, but in this case, if he literally had done nothing, um, she, uh, Brandon would have run out of the colchicine medication. Uh, he would have been okay after yeah. a while. His cough which, would have gone away.
0: Which... I, he wouldn't, in a way. I mean, he would still have damage and stuff done going on the poisoning um, he and stuff. He would still need treatment. But...
1: but all the other things, all houses, other guesses, and their subsequent testing and treatment and biopsy and all of this stuff. Some of the
0: stuff they did to him hurt his white blood cell count even more. And I don't know if it was enough to where, like, okay, if they hadn't done that, he wouldn't have needed a clean room. He wouldn't have, like, tanked so far. Yeah. Um, But it is possible.
1: Yeah, all of the... By
0: him just making assumption after assumption.
1: Yeah, like, the unison thing, probably not. I mean, he did have a cough, so a sinus infection wouldn't necessarily screw him up, but immediately treating him for hypothyroidism without Mm -hmm. confirming hypothyroidism and all the other things that they do to him kind of mess him up. I'm also curious, I know we were talking, um, you know, we were saying about the the progression of symptoms from colchicine poisoning. Mm -hmm. Um, He did run out of the medication, but like you said, some of the symptoms show up, you know, up to 72 hours after ingestion. So the fact that his symptoms are still progressing despite the fact that he hasn't taken this medication for a couple of days. Um, again, sort of... House isn't wrong in his guess with it being... cultural cool. same poisoning, yeah. Um, but at the... And he does, because of the fab fragments and all of that, he does help Brandon get better faster and may prevent more issues with the poisoning being in his system. Well, but,
0: and we don't know how many he's taking, we can kind of assume that he's on half milligram doses, um, just because that's generally what they would give, but, like...
1: We would assume he's taking it at the same cadence that one would take for cough medicine. Which would be,
0: like, I would say every 8 to 12 hours?
1: I don't even know. It's been a while since I've taken um, straight-up cough medicine. It might be as little as 4 to 6.
0: Yeah, I think he would... And Get, the fact
1: that he has still been coughing, I feel like he, he, he probably like, would have died by that point.
0: Yeah. and there's the fact that like he didn't take them for a few days, and then they it got reintroduced to his system. So, so there are a lot of varying factors on, you know, how how bad it would have gotten without interference, and like if he would never went to the, I don't know. Yeah. There's a lot. Um, also, like, okay. Obviously, his parents don't live there. Right? Yeah, because they have to come in. Well, and, and they, they haven't didn't. even met Mindy. Yeah. Um, so why? I guess
1: it's, it looks like he's hes probably
0: college age. Wait, but. I don't know. Well, yeah, they. It starts with. <laughs> he's well, a no, college he's,
1: student. No, because he calls into work.
0: I know, but it says he's a college student. Doesn't say he's college yes.
1: student. Okay. Um, oh, yeah, that's but, right. That's in the opening.
0: Thing. But yeah. why does his mom have his cough medicine? I'm guessing. Where did she get that from? I'm
1: guessing maybe it was at his apartment and why did that's, they go to the
0: apartment before the hospital?
1: Well, I don't know. Like I don't know that she I... gave it to him right a, right away. Maybe they went and met him and saw him and everything and then like, oh, let's go get, you know, his phone charger or whatever because Mindy doesn't want to leave.
0: I mean, I guess, but like but yeah. I don't I don't like it.
1: Yeah. I don't love it either. And we need to talk about that too cuz um
0: Oh, and this is where the, the lying lie comes, comes in, in yeah.
1: because she isn't telling them that she's given this medication, but yeah, she Jesus thinks she knows better because Jesus she's Jesus Christ. Yeah. House brings it up. He, um, they get mad at him. Cause he's like, well, you're not even, you haven't even seen him. You know, you don't even talk to him. And he's like, there is a specific div- division of labor here. I treat him and you hold his hand. You are the emotional support and I am the medical support. Who <laughs>
0: stepped on my side of the line. Yeah.
1: We don't want to do this. I'm not going to go in there and talk to him. And make him feel better and all of that. You don't step onto my side and give him drugs that he that we aren't prescribing. And
0: there are so many possible drug interactions. Oh yeah. And with and it's not with like they medicine would know. or any medication, right? You have no, and they don't even know what he's being treated with. And like I, it is asinine what she did, honestly. Yeah. So that's that's really frustrating. So please don't do that. <laughs> you don't know better than your doctors, and if you think you do, and you have a question, just ask them.
1: Well, yeah, and it's so stupid um, because she, it's just silly that she's like, oh, well, he's still got his cough, so he needs his well, cough medicine. Like, they know and, about his cough.
0: And they think that it might be a symptom of something other than just being a cough. That's the whole point. Like, yeah. And that, I assume, is why they didn't put him on some sort of cough medication because, like, well, if you mask that symptom maybe that changes the whole thing and you're like, what if it got worse and you, like, didn't see it because then he's on these medications well, and, and
1: then... Yeah, they put... Any time they're going to put him on even more medications, that's going to, like you said, not only interact with what they're already treating But with. also his immune system. Yeah, and, and that yeah. could affect the way that they can test him and all of that. If these drugs are in his mm-hmm. system, what is it going to mask?
0: Well, and I was kind of thinking about that also with the... Um, when they ran those thyroid panels, they don't really talk about when they, like, took the blood to do that. It almost implies that they do it after they start treating him with a holy fuck dose of iv thyroid hormones and then they run those panels panels
1: that's how panels. Yeah, i mean that's how it um, happens in the episode yeah, yeah they don't and I was talk like, about it until they've started treating him i was
0: like why are you running these panels after you're- yeah of course they look okay <laughs> yeah you he just doesn't have
1: hypothyroidism <laughs> his stuff looks fine he's like well you just injected him with stuff to make it seem like his thyroid's yeah, working fine
0: so, so that's not it yeah just little things like that really kind of they irk me Oh, yeah. um, I also thought it was really interesting, just in researching this episode, there's not nearly as much about this episode out there um, as there is other episodes, and I also didn't see anything about a medical advisor on this one. Yeah. Um, I That doesn't necessarily mean that there wasn't one. I just think it's kind of interesting. This episode is it has like... has
1: so many little screw-ups and out-of-orders yeah, and, and stuff Yeah, and then they just like...
0: I'm... I mean, there's not even a regular Wikipedia page about this episode.
1: Well, I, I mean, which is it, weird. With that case, it gives me the feeling that maybe the reason why everything is so messed up is they did what we did and just Googled a bunch of shit and we're like, okay, let's make up an episode and they got okay. stuff wrong. <laughs> why do I
0: feel like we could have done it?
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: I, okay. Anyways, right. I, it's a great show and I'm not, I'm not trying to right. bash
1: people. Well, on that, that's the whole point of us uh, talking about it is to talk yeah. about the accuracy and stuff like that and I think thus far they've done a pretty good job with stuff. Obviously, they always kind of Give it a, a rosy ending. Um, yeah, they're almost always going to do that. But I think this is the first episode that they really kind of started messing up a lot of stuff. Yeah, or um having some a, of its a little very, things and very basic understanding of some really complex like... things.
0: <laughs> but like the clean room thing, I know that was just for drama. But Jesus Christ! <laughs> and then them just that. taking him out of it and being like, "Yeah, whole family, come on in." Oh, it's fine. Here we go.
1: Yeah. So. I also thought it was weird that that maybe just everything in the hospital looks the same but when i see that clean room i'm like it doesn't look like it's surrounded by a bunch of other clean rooms it's just literally in the middle of this one hall
0: i wasn't really paying that much attention and it,
1: all everything also looks the same so it literally just looks like the same room as every other room that we've seen patients in i don't know i thought that was a bit strange um also i i think we're doing good on time so it's fine we can we can jive a little bit um, um I- this hospital, almost all of the patients' rooms have see-through windows and blinds?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Is that... Do you know if that's common in hospitals? Almost every um, hospital I've ever been in has had a closed, like, full-ass privacy door.
0: I'm not gonna say it's completely abnormal. Hmm. I... I don't... I... Yeah. It's not... It's, it's a thing. They have good blinds.
1: Also, I haven't noticed many bathrooms. Have you seen that
0: yet? Well, I haven't seen
1: too many bathrooms in a lot of these hospitals. Bathrooms hospital. aren't pretty. That's true. But you think you at least see a door or something in some of these patients' rooms. You almost always just see someone walk into the room and there is the bed and maybe a chair or I couch next to them. I think that's just
0: angles. They normally shoot scenes from the doorway, it seems like. The doorway so or like, a
1: corner of the room, so it may just I, be in the they corner They kind of might be
0: shooting from where the bathroom would be. Yeah.
1: Okay. I'm not going to get hung, hung up on the one the one plot hole being that there's not a there's bathroom no in sight. Um, there's bathrooms. We don't see a single true. person take a shit, and that is my, my thing.
0: I'm really excited for next episode.
1: Yeah, me too. Although, there's not quite as much rough sex in it, so, you know.
0: Well, it's about babies, so there was sex.
1: There was sex. We don't know if it was rough, though. Nope. Which is just a sad thing. <laughs> okay, well I think that's uh that's all we have on this episode. Again, same as always, if uh if y'all have any notes or more insight into stuff we've talked about, any experience any of that stuff, uh please let us know.
0: The Instagram is housekeeping.podcast. You will find us there. Feel free to shoot us a message. I've been kind of we are pre-recording um these episodes for now. So like before we, it we probably won't post anything for a couple of weeks still. So, um, by the it time might be a while before
1: we address yeah. the things that you. By the time
0: we, you you are hearing these things, um, the Instagram will probably have a few more pictures on it and be up and them.
1: All right. So uh, thanks for listening. We will catch you next time. Catch uh, you on the flip side. Catch you on the flippity. Flap. Flippity
0: flop nippity nap. Oh no! Is that gonna hear that? <sighs> We're gonna get sucked.
1: I don't think they hear anything because we don't post on an entire
0: podcast. Do you know how many Googles and Alexas and my smartwatch and our phones are in this room and everything is listening?
1: That's true. We should probably shut these mics off right now.
0: Okay, gotta go. Bye. Bye.